Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Have his way. So Lord God, you are welcome. You are welcome. You are welcome. You are welcome. Holy Spirit, have your way this morning. Have your way in my life. Have your way on this devotional. Have your way in our homes, my God, my God. Have your way in our lives, my God. We thank you for a royal, a hostage, a royal hostage takeover, Lord God. We thank you for taking over today. We thank you for taking over today. You are welcome here. You are welcome. You are welcome. You are welcome. My God, we are so grateful. We are so gracious to have you with us today. You are welcome. You are welcome. You are welcome. You are welcome. Have your way. Have your way today, Lord God. Have your way. Have your way. We are not going to constrain you. We're not going to confine you to what we think is a moment with you. We don't want a casual experience with you, Lord God. We are just inviting you in, Lord God. Have your way. Let us get into the rhythm of God today. Let us experience you like no other day, Lord God. No other way. Miracle signs. God, we just want to come into the intimacy. We just want to dwell in your bosom. We just want to be in the secret place. My God, we desire more of you. We desire to have more of you. We desire to experience more of you. We just want you to get the glory out of our lives, Lord God. So we welcome you into our hearts. We welcome you into our mind. We welcome you into our thoughts, Lord God. We are not going to be anxious for absolutely nothing, Lord God. We're just going to say thank you. We're going to welcome you. We welcome you. We welcome you. Have your way. Have your way. Have your way. Have your way. You are welcome. Yeah. (laughs) You are welcome. Just welcome him. You are welcome, my God, have your way, my God, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, you are welcome, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, you are welcome, my God, we welcome, you are welcome. My God, have your way. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You are welcome. You better sing that out your heart this morning. You are welcome. My God, my God, you are welcome. Have your way, my God, my God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. There's something about a song that just resonates and comes out of your heart. Like God feels like it just invites the glory of God that you tune everything else out and you just simply say to God, you are welcome. I'm probably going to sing that all day. You are welcome. My God, invite him in. You are welcome. My God, have your way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Glory to God. You are welcome. 
my God, you are welcome to the King of Kings, to the King of Glory. You are welcome, my God, have your way. My God, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You are welcome, my God, my God. You are welcome, my God, my God. You are welcome. Yeah, add just invite him in. Have your way. God, we just invite you into to have your way in our lives today. We just invite you to have your way in this devotional today. We just invite you in. Holy Spirit, to have your way. We welcome you. We welcome you. We'll not, we will not quench you. We will not stop you, Lord God. We honor you today. We honor you in your word. We honor you in our thoughts. We honor you in our deeds. We honor you in our action. We honor you with our lips. My God, you are welcome. You are so welcome here. Take over. Take full control. Take full control. Take over our minds. Thank you, Lord. Take over our instincts. Take over our emotions. Take over our relationships. Take over our finances, Lord God. Take over the way we see ourselves. Open our eyes to the understanding of who you call us to be in Christ Jesus. My God, we welcome you, Daddy God. We welcome you, Lord God. Put a fierceness in us. Put a boldness in us to proclaim Jesus Christ wherever we go. My God, you are welcome. A total, a hostile takeover, a total takeover, Lord God, with a total makeover, Lord God. Make us over, Lord God. Make us over, Lord God. Let us use our hands for your glory. Let us, let us use your lips for our glory. Let us use our feet, your feet for your glory. You are welcome, my God. You are welcome, my God, a total takeover. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. You are welcome, my God, we thank you. My God, we bless you. Holy, holy, holy is he. We just want to encounter you this morning, Lord God. We just want to experience you this morning, Lord God. You are welcome, my God. Let us honor you. Let us honor you. Let us honor you. You are so worthy of the honor. You are so worthy of the praise, Daddy God. My God, you are welcome here. You are welcome. Some of y'all need a hostile takeover. You just need him to be hostile with you. You need a hostile takeover in your life. You need to be like, Lord, just a hostile. Just barge your way right on in. Just barge your way. Just bust on in the door. Kick the door in on me, Father. Just break the door down. Come down. Come over. Take over my heart. Some of you got to say that out of your mouth. You got to have him give him permission. My God, I per give you permission, Lord God, to just resurrect the dead, dead thing. See, I'm a little hood. We would call that a kick, though. <laughs> we would call that a kick, though, experience. Some of you guys need a kick, though, experience with God. You need God to kick the door in on you. My God, just have your way, 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 have your way. For my people that are not hood, just come in, come in, have Heavenly Father, come in, come in here. But I got a little hood. I got a little hood in me. I grew up in the hood. I got a little hood. I got a little hood connected to me. So I got to be real, real like a kick. I need a kick though. Somebody needs a kick though experience. 
I need you to kick the door in on me, Heavenly Father, and I'm giving you permission. Like I'm giving you permission to invade my life. I'm giving you permission to invade my finances. I'm giving you permission to resurrect the dead. Dead, dead. The dead things in me, Lord God, I thank you. Awaken, oh sleeper, awaken, awaken. Anything in me that's sleep, anything that's in me that is not like you, Lord God, have your way. Like, have your way. I want to experience your resurrecting power in my life. My resurrect, like your rest. I need to experience your resurrecting power in my life. My God, I need to see you. I need to experience you, Lord God. My God, yeah, that's good. Speak to the dry bones. Speak to the dead places. Awaken me. Give me eyes to see. Give me ears to hear. Let me take notice of you in the little things. God, I don't want to be numb in any place. I want to be alive in you. I want to be alive in my spirit. I want to be alive, Holy Spirit. I want to be alive to the things of God. My God, my God, my God, have your way, have your way, have your way. You are welcome, my God. You are welcome. You are welcome. Have your way. Yeah, my God, just invite him into your heart. Invite him into the crevices. Invite him into the cracks. Tell him to make me over. Just don't even dare to be the same anymore. Be like, God, I don't even want to be how I was yesterday. If how I was, come on now. If how I was wasn't your very best for me, I don't want to be that. I don't want to be what I was yesterday, right? I don't want to be that. Like, I don't want to be who I was yesterday. Yesterday was good, but I want to experience the brand new you today. I want to evolve into the brand new me. I want to become the best version of myself today. I don't want to stop. I want to win for kingdom. I want to come into the fullness of your glory. I don't want to stop. I don't want to become complacent in you, Lord God. I don't want to assume I know anything about you. I don't want to assume that I've arrived or that I'm there, Lord God. I want you to bring me into the fullness, the best version of me. I want to be the best for you. I don't want to be the best for anybody else. I want to be the best for you. I, can, can I, I'm just going to share this intimate moment with you. When I was praying to God about being a wife again, right? Because I will be a wife again. Like when I was praying to God about being a wife again, first at first I was praying wrong. Like I was praying so wrong. Like I was praying for God to make me better. Like, Lord, improve me, make me what I need to be for my husband. And I stopped that because the Holy Spirit stopped me in my tract. And I stopped praying to be better for people. Like I stopped praying for be, be better for people. I said, Lord, no, I need to become the very best version of myself for you. I need to become the very best version of myself for kingdom. I need to become the very best version of myself for myself. Like I need to be all of this for you, for myself. I need to be that version of myself. Like, so I don't pray. I don't pray. Oh Lord God, I want to be the very best version for my kids. I know 
I want to be the very best version of what you spoke in my mother's belly. I want to be the very best version of what you said about me. I want to be the very best version of what you've called me to be, right? I want to be the best version for kingdom. And if I become the best version of kingdom, guess what happens? Everything else begins to line up. Let me see myself the way that you see me. Show me glimpses of what you see, Father God, and boost myself self-esteem and boost my morale. Those are the, the kind of conversations that I have with him. I need to be the very verse version of myself for kingdom. So when I'm saying you are welcome, when I'm saying, Lord God, you are welcome here. You're welcome into my life. What I'm saying is I'm welcoming you into a hostile takeover. I'm welcoming you in so that I become the best version of you, who you created me to be for kingdom. Not with my eyes on anybody else, but my eyes just on you. Like my eyes set on you. My eyes set off of everything else. I got to be like the horse. That's the runner. I got to have a blind eye to anything that may try to shape or form me in its image. Because he didn't call me to be shaped and formed into its image. He called me to be shaped and formed into the image of Christ, right? Like I, The image of Christ, right? And we will get so lost in translation. Well, I'm just going to say, I want to be the best wife and I want to be the best mother. No, I need to be the best for kingdom. I need to be the best for kingdom, for kingdom, for kingdom. Because if I become the best version for kingdom, my God, if I'm the best version for you, then everything else is going to get in a alignment. But if I'm becoming the best version for all those other things, then I'm being transformed into the image of those things. My God. And I don't want to be in the image of anything that's temporary. I, that was a word right there. Like that was a word right there. That right there within itself was a word. I don't want to be into, I don't, I don't want to be Absolutely. I don't want to be in the best version of anything that's temporary, anything that would fade away, anything that would leave, any person that could leave me. If my affection is on anything other than you, if my love and desire is on anything other than you, then I will be transformed into the image of those things, trying to be better for those things, trying to be better for my job, trying to be better for my kids. No, I need to be transformed in the image that you've designated me to be so that I can become the best version for kingdom, that I can be the best version for kingdom, so I can be the best version of myself for you and your standard, right? Remember he said in the word, my ways are not your ways, my thoughts are are not your thoughts. Your standard for me looks different. Your standard for me looks different. Your measurements, your tools, how you fashioned me, what you saw in my mother womb looks different. So Father God, I need you to give me eyes to see and ears to hear so that I am fashioned in the image of Jesus Christ. I need the mind of Christ. I can't come before you thinking, I know, no, I don't know enough. That's haughtiness. That's pride. I can't go before you telling you what I need to look like. I need you to tell me what I, I need to look like. I need you to show me how I get the, you get the glory out of my life. The line upon line upon precept. I need to be transformed into the image of Christ and not the image of anything else. I'm not trying to, can I be honest and real, real? I'm not trying to transform into the image of the best preacher. I need to be the, in the image of the best servant. 
Come on now. In the best, I need to be in the image of the best servant because that's what Jesus here. He said, I can't, I didn't come here to be served. I came here to serve. I came here to serve. So if I'm exalting myself, if I'm looking at myself differently, if I'm trying to position myself differently, if I'm trying to become into the best image of whatever this is, whatever this is, whatever else that I've set my eyes and my affections on, then I'm I've set my eyes and my affections on the wrong thing. No, I I need to become the best version of myself for kingdom. And we've had that wrong. Oh, I want to be the best father for my kids. No, I need to become the best man of God for kingdom. I need to become the man of God that God said, like God said me to be. I need to be the one. Oh, I'm God. No, I don't need to be the best for my church because my church building might blow up. My church building might fade away. My pastor didn't make up. No, I don't need to be the best for my pastor. I need to be the very best version of what you called me to be and what you, what did you say about about me, Lord? What have you fashioned for me, Lord? What's your future for me, Lord? What are the decisions that you've made for me, Lord? What have you called me into purpose, Lord, so that I can do kingdom and do kingdom correctly? That has been our problem. We have had our affections set on the wrong thing. We've been so busy. Come on now. You may not have. I've been there. We've been so busy trying to be made in the image of man. And what man has said successful and what it looks like. And we've been, we done fell into a thirst trap. We done fell into a thirst trap. And instead of the living water quenching our thirst and, and, and we becoming full of the living water, we've become full of everything else. And all of these, everything's everything else. So when my kids, I don't care what they tell me, when my kids, when we used to go take our kids out to eat and they could operate the, the, the drink machine themselves, they would put their cup under the drink machine and they would just start pushing buttons and they would mix this concoction of sodas and they would say, oh, this, but it tastes good. We weren't supposed to be a mixed concoction of anything. We are supposed to be made in the image of Christ. Like they would just push it and they would be like, oh, mom, taste it, tastes good. And it would taste a hot mess. They would have orange, they would have Sprite, they would have, there would be no individual flavor to what they created. There would be no individual, and no, God designed us to be in his image individually so that we can work cohesively for kingdom, like cohesively for kingdom. But we get so full of everything else, we fall into the trap, the thirst trap, and we start drinking the success of man instead of drinking the success of God, right? Instead of drinking the success of God, we start drinking the success of man. And so our output becomes performance-based. So can somebody run? Can somebody run? I can't run. I can't throw my phones. I'm on them. Can somebody run? And then our output becomes performance-based, 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 a performance-based relationship with God, a performance-based relationship with everybody. Our outcome from that point forward becomes performance-based. Everything we do is performance-based. Everything, everything we do, every time we do something, it's based on a check, a gold star. We, well, my husband said I was a great wife and um, my kids said they love me and my kids think highly of me and my kids do such a good deal. Everything we do from that point on becomes a performance-based evaluative system which kills the relationship. 
com completely killed. The relationship with God is killed. The relationship with others is killed because it's based on a check or a gold star or a system that makes absolutely no sense. That's legalistic and has absolutely nothing to do with kingdom. And God is like, you are too, you are spending too much time trying to be in the image of man. Well, my husband said he needed this out of me and my kids need this from me. And I'm trying to be that woman. I'm trying to be that woman. And I'm trying to be that chicken. I want notoriety and I want self-esteem. And this is who the influences are. And this is who the mo movers and shakers are. I'm trying to make myself popular because that's what begins to happen. That's what begins to happen. You begin to seat yourself in the place of God and everything you're connected to begins to be based on a performance instead of relationship. And the accountability to God becomes zero. That, that's what's happened. The accountability to God becomes zero because you are now accountable. Flow, Holy Spirit. Flow, Holy Spirit. The accountability to God becomes zero because everything you're doing is trying to gain the approval of everyone else you're attached to. And then you put yourself in a position instead of walking in grace to gain God's approval. I'm going to give you some scriptures in a minute. I'm going to give you some scriptures in a minute that's going to solidify all this, right? I'm going to let the Holy Spirit do what he got to do. I'm going to give you, and you're, you're, you're going to be forever in a performance-based relationship. Come on, y'all. A performance-based relationship. And God said, I created you. And when I gave Jesus Christ, this was about grace. This was not about your little legalism. This was not about your point system. This is not about what you think is successful. This is not about how you think you should be. And so anytime I fashion myself in the image in the image of man, of what man has told me is successful, is of what man has told me I need to be, of what man says looks good. Anytime I fashion myself into the image of man instead of God's designed ideal for me, right? Can I take hair, for example? We have seen hair go through so many cycles, our hair. We have seen I, I, hair, 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 big hair, short hair, afro. Every time the season, every time a cycle change, hair, natural hair, permed hair. We have seen all these different cycles of hair, right? Some of it works for some of us, some of us not. Some of us look foolish with our hair in certain ways. We, it's not even the image God designed for you. But because man said it looks more successful for me to be this way. Or because man, I got to go with hair because we as women really, because man said, this is what looks good, right? So I do what looks good, but it don't even look right on me. It don't even, it looks so foolish. It looks so, it, it looks so foolish. It looks so foolish. If I came over here in this morning, I had cut this round Afro puff and I was Angela Davis looking, all y'all would be paused. Like what is going, like what is going on, right? It's because we don't have the true image of ourselves and anytime we let man transform us it's because we don't have a vision of what God said about us we don't have a vision we don't have a vision we don't consult God right we don't consult God we don't ask God we don't get right we don't get we don't get into the vision we don't understand what God has said we don't understand to be transformed we don't understand that he uniquely created me to look a specific way he uniquely created me. Is you? This is her in my image. This or this or we wouldn't be all. We all be mute. We'd all be one color. We'd all be the same color. We'd all be the same eye color if that was the way that we were created. And we can talk. 
plasticity and we can talk intermingling and commingling and we can go back to history and we can go to bio and we can go to genetics and we can talk about mixed races all of that stuff all that stuff y'all if you wanted to get there i can we can go there we're not gonna go there we're gonna talk to are we being transformed in the image of god is my is is what i is is this the image of god like is this the image of god and because we don't consult him and our identity is not found in christ jesus then we find our identity in man and man is forever changing um i, I can i can I say this? And I said this, and it sounds cruel when I said this, but I said to a friend of mine one day, my husband died, period. He is not here anymore. If my life was based on my husband, who's in a far better place than I am, he's in a far better place. He's in a way better place than I am, way better place than I am. If my life was dependent on my husband, who's with Jesus, who's 100% whole, who's in the pearly gates, who's eating the fruits of the kingdom, who's living. If my life was based on him, he died. He cannot come back. And I then I would have ended when he was ended, right? If my image was based on him. And I had to learn that because when my husband died, I had to understand that some of myself got lost in him. Like some of myself got lost in him when I really needed to be lost in God, right? Some of myself was lost in him when I really need to be lost in God. Sometimes I was so focused on being his wife and being his caregiver that I forgot who God made me and what God said. I'm just being real. We do the same thing with mothering. We do the same thing with our careers. That's where we go with this. That's the place we sit in. We do the same thing with our children. Like we lose ourselves. We, we do the same thing with a right, with a cause. We lose ourselves when all of this is out of relationship. My obedience to God because he required me of ministry should not make me want to become the best preacher. It should make me want to become the best servant and be in relationship with him. Like got to be in a relationship with him, but we don't understand that. And so for me, death, death brings about a certain clarity. Death brings about a certain wisdom. Death brings about a certain reality. Death brings about a certain truth. When someone is dead and you can't go back and try to get that thing and you can't go back and try to manipulate that thing and you can't try to make inform and shape that, you can't try to flex that, that death brings back up. Death, death brings out a certain clarity of finality of how things can end how things can end so something can end at in every relationship can end at every time any time so we cannot set our affections on people we cannot set our affections on things above we have to be transformed in the image of christ to be the best for kingdom and so when we sit around and we think about this what have i been made I mean, for real like when the when we talk when god gave us the scriptures about our heart when god performed heart surgery it opened up some valves it opened up some clogged arteries for me it began to let me see myself what have i been striving for in this area what have i been striving for in this area what have i been striving for this area am i being made in your image of you or am I being made in the image of man? And if I've been doing things in the image of man, forgive me, I'll abandon and throw all this over because only what I do for you is going to last. Only, 
and we will work ourselves to death and we will position ourselves and we will not focus on the relationship that he longs to desires to have in us for us because we still leak we still on this point well check one i studied the word today I studied for 20 minutes, right? Check two. I said three praises and hallelujah. That, that's what it because That ain't relationship. That seemed foolish. I had said three praises and hallelujah. I shared coffee and conversation three times. I did that. Come on now, right? I hugged my kids today. <laughs> Like that, that, that's, that's performance based and every relationship that I'm connected to, including my relationship with God will look like that. That's, that's, that's what happens. That, that's what happens. That's what, that's what we do. That's, that's how we look, right? That, that's, that's how we look. That, that's how, that, that's how we look. That's what we look. I did five, I did five runs or that, that's what we look. That's how we look because we don't have an image of what God said because we don't have, and then we'll be, can I be real? And then we'll be envious and despiteful of somebody because of their relationship with God. And we can't understand why God is moving on their behalf and we can't understand why they're being blessed. And it's because they fell into a relationship and every benefit that they're getting is, been, is, is coming to fruition because of kingdom living and nothing else. Because they understand dad is their dad. That that's their dad. And because they chilling and got their feet up, right? And they say, they go, she, why is she sleeping? How's she over there playing a video game and all this other stuff? And I'm working hard. Mm -mm. And she's chilling because she's taking her rest. In Christ Jesus. And when she takes her rest in Christ Jesus, when she's Sabbath, she says, without a doubt, God, I trust you. God, I trust you. God, I love you. God, I understand how I was made in your image. I'm open to correction, Lord God. I'm open to you. Can I, can I say this boldly? Holy Spirit, thank you. Some of y'all don't even know who you are yet. Like I'm saying this boldly because God, some of y'all don't even know who you are yet. You do not have eyes to see who you are because everything has been, I, I understand evidence-based medicine, right? I understand evidence-based theories. I understand we want evidence-based. We want to see the proof is in the pudding, right? But our evidence-based hasn't been, our, our, the evidence-based, the proof hasn't been on kingdom, the proof hasn't been in kingdom. The proof hasn't been in kingdom. The proof hasn't been in kingdom. It has not been in kingdom. It has not been based on, it has not been based on kingdom. It has not been based on kingdom. It's been in evidence-based, but it's not been in evidence-based. Evidence-based can't explain miracles, baby. It can't. Evidence-based can't explain miracles. It can't explain phenomena. It can't explain the spirit of God. It can't explain the Holy Spirit. Evidence-based cannot. So if the proof is in, I did five plus two to equal seven, that's that's a guarantee. But if I do five and I, and I add it to 12 and I end up with 20, come on now. Ain't no, if I do five and I add it to 12 and I end up with 20, well, how you end up with 20? Because five plus 12 is 17. No, in kingdom, five plus 12 equals 20 because that's what my God said. That's not evidence-based. That's my, that's not evidence-based, right? That's not evidence-based. We're not evidence-based. 
My God. And so we're looking for some evidence base. We're looking for point system. We're looking for legalism. And that legalism is not of God. God is like, no, I'm interested in a relationship. I'm not interested in you fashioning yourself about any, like anything in this world, like anything in this world. I need you to begin to understand what I'm saying in your spirit. I need you to begin to understand in your spirit. I need you to know what the word has said about you. I need to become sensitive to the Holy Spirit. I need you to get that. All my y'all, first Corinthians 2 14. Now the natural man receiveth not the things of the spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, and he cannot know them because they are spiritually judged. For the natural man, that's first, chew on that, meditate on that. What in my life have I not been receiving spiritually? What in my life have I not been receiving by the spirit? What, this is foolishness, but legalism will have you missing absolutely everything that the spirit of the Lord said. Absol like absolutely everything that the spirit of the Lord said. I will not be able to walk into who God called me to be because I'm still trying to conceive that in my natural man and it doesn't line up with the spirit. So let me give you a little bit to chew on today. Lord, have your way here. Lord, have your way here. Lord, have your way here, right? Legal, legal, legalism has shut us down. Point systems have shut us down. Somebody will say, oh my gosh, well, what about sin? And we'll talk about that in a little bit. But this is the thing that I know. If I am focused on kingdom, if I am focused and transformed in your image, then I will begin to, I will be able to receive what God has said about my life and nothing else. And like, and nothing else, like, and nothing else. This is what I would this is what I'll be able to receive. I will be able to pick this up in my spirit. I will begin to understand. I will stay steadfast right in that. I will stay steadfast in that because I understand that this is not by my natural man. This is not by my, it's not going to add up. Kingdom does not add up. It does not add up. It does not add up. It does not add up. It's not going to make sense. But if you keep trying to make sense, right? Because this is the evidence. This is this is the evidence. This is what it should be based in. Every miracle, every sign, every wonder, every supernatural thing was caught here in the word. But what happens is we dissect the parts of the word where we want to feel comfortable in our life, where we want to feel comfortable. So we accept a little bit of it when the whole desire should be to have a better relationship. So I want to chew on a little piece of something. We are still in Romans 5, 1 and 2. The Holy Spirit has shown us we can come on now. Come on now. Come, can you say that again, Jess? It's a waste of time and energy and effort to try to explain what happens supernatural. It's a, it's, a, it's a waste because legalism will have you caught up. Legalism will have you caught up, right? Legalism, legalism will. So we've been in five, one and two. I want to give you a little bit little bit to chew on today. I want to give you a little bit to rest in today. So we've still been, we've still been here. Here's the next part of this scripture. It says rejoice in the hope of the glory of God, right? We talked about having access yesterday, how we have access to God. We have access no matter what we did. We have access, we have access even when we break the rules and we understand that repentance changes a thing. I love God. Come on, God. 
that repentance changes a thing. So we're going to go here. It's 5, 1 and 2. It says, therefore, since we have been justified, that is acquitted of sin, declared blameless before God by faith, let us grasp the fact that we have peace with God and the joy of reconciliation with him through our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the anointed. Through him, we also have access by faith into this remarkable state of grace in which we firmly, safely, and securely stand. Let us rejoice in our hope and the confident assurance of experiencing and enjoying the glory of our great God, the manifestation of his excellent power. God, reveal yourself to us today in Jesus' name. Amen. So we learned we have access. We understand how we have access. We have access in Jesus Christ. And then therefore we rejoice in the hope of our glory, right? We get the peace when we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God and nothing else, nothing else, nothing else, nothing that's why that's why anything that this world system starts pumping or pushing in us we should not have rest in that we should not have we rejoice in the hope of glory of who God is when we try to relate to God on the principle of works then we're presumptuous right we're imagining right we're imagining and imaging imagining can get us in trouble so we're rejoicing in the hope of the glory of God right so we're having it's not a logical conclusion to his peace it's not a logical, when it's a logical conclusion to his peace, we won't trust the supernatural. We won't trust that 12 plus, we won't trust that 12 plus 5 can equal 20. We, we won't, we won't trust to sow when God tells us to sow. We won't trust to tithe when God says us. We won't trust to love God with all our heart, with all our understanding and all our might. We won't trust to love God and as our neighbors and love ourselves. We won't put a guard over our mouths. We'll say absolutely anything and everything because we're presumptuous. It passes all understanding, right? This is a peace. This is a grace that you won't understand. You won't understand why God forgives you in your brokenness. You won't understand why you just messed up and God still blesses you the next day. You won't get it. So we're going to rejoice, meaning we're going to boast in God and nothing else, right? When we translate the word rejoice, it means boast. We're going to try be triumphant. We're going to boast in God. That's why we can't that's why we can't fashion ourselves on man. That's why we cannot look to anything else. That's why we can't live in a point system or by anything else because rejoice, we're going to boast. If we're rejoicing in man, if we're rejoicing in the promotion, if we're rejoicing and the relationship, if we're rejoicing in our kids, if we are rejoicing in anything else, then we are boasting in that thing. That becomes the things the, that you boast in. So we have to rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. I've got to rejoice in the fact that I believe that I'm going to experience and see God in this situation. I'm going to rejoice in the fact that I believe God, that you said no weapon formed against me shall prosper. I'm going to believe and rejoice in the fact that you said that every tongue that rises against me every tongue that rises against me every tongue that rises against me against me shall be dealt with i'm gonna i'm gonna rejoice in that my rejoice and my hope is going to be in that and nothing else like nothing else nothing else that's going to become my rejoice. I'm going to boast in God and nothing else. I'm going to have hope in that and nothing else. I'm going to be happy because this is why. 
I'm going to have hope. When I have hope, I'm happy regardless. And this is why I'm happy regardless, because I'm certain that my God is still God. That I'm certain that my God is still God. That I'm certain that if the weapon is formed, it won't advance. That I'm certain if the weapon is formed, it won't advance. And so when I look, when I when I'm certain, it means I am I'm clear of the evidence that God is still God. When I'm certain, I'm clear, I'm clear, I'm clear that of the evidence that God is still God. I'm clear of the evidence. And so I cannot be moved moved by things that look in or in the natural that are look or in the natural so there's a danger i need you to know there's a danger in legalism there's a i'm I'm certain i'm certain what god said i'm sure of what god said i'm sure of what was prophesied to me i'm sure of what was said to me that's what i'm sure of and nothing else like i'm nothing else i'm not gonna i'm not gonna rejoice in it i'm only gonna rejoice in your glory and i'm gonna be in certainty and i'm gonna be in hope that even if the situation looks bleak even if the situation looks that i am certain that you are still God, that I am certain that you are still God, that I am certain that you are unchanging, and I can boast in that all day long. When man changes, when people changes, when purpose changes, if my job ends, if my husband dies, I am certain that you are still God. I am, I am certain, I am certain. I am certain that you are still God. If my kids never speak to me another day, I am certain that you are still God. Like I am certain that you are still God and I can rejoice in that and I can hope in that and I can trust that you are still God no matter what and that what you put in me to transform and to create will be for your kingdom kingdom glory. That'll be for your kingdom glory. So let me just give you a little bit on legalism. I need to give you this scripture today because this fell on my heart. Matthew 15, 1 and 3 says, Then some Pharisees and scribes came to Jesus from Jerusalem saying, Why do your disciples transgress the tradition of the elders? And he answered and said to them, Why do you yourselves transgress the commandment of God for the sake of your tradition? Right? Why do you trans transgress the commandment of God for the sake of your tradition? And in this particular part of scripture, the scripture says, love thy God, love the Lord thy God with all their heart, with all their mind, with all their understanding, and love your neighbor as yourself, right? And the Pharisees were not loving their neighbors as their self. The Pharisees did not start off this way. I was reading this. I was studying this. They started off calling the nations back to faithfulness for God. We all start off well. We all start off with a good relationship with God. And then for some reason, legalism will slip in. And when legalism slips in, then that demonstrates that we are not certain. When we build our relationship with God, when we build our relationship with others, when we build our hope on things that are not eternal, then what begins to happen is then we go from being, um, we, we go from the zeal of God. We go from the knowledge of God. We go from being in tune with God to our Holy Spirit. Teach this thing. We go from this. We go, we go from this, this communal relationship with God to a point system, to a whole bunch of legalism, right? And legalism says that you're smarter than God. Legalism says that you know more than God. Legalism says that I'm going to help God complete his word. Legalism says I'm not going to be led by the spirit because the spirit don't make sense. So I'm going to fashion myself in the image of everything else that I think is successful. I'm going to partly chew. 
the word of God. And Julia, you are so correct. It limits the work of the Holy Spirit. It limits the, lim, that's, that's what legalism, that's what legalism done. It drive and it drives the rest of us nuts because it'll, it'll put you in a position to begin to question what you know God said. It will put you in a, and so you won't trust the certainty and the hope of God. You won't trust that. You won't trust when God is saying to you, no weapon is formed against you when your whole household is sick. Because legalism will tell you, well, you sinned on June 3rd, 2005, and that seed that you planted on June 3rd, 2005 is coming up to get you. That's what legalism will say. It will not teach you the mercy of God. It will not teach you the grace of God. I'm just being honest. When we legalistic, we claim to love the word more than anybody else. We, we take a whole scripture and build a system on it. This is what I've been studying on. We, we build a whole system and then we demand that everybody else obey it. If we'll be honest, think about every time we've tried to force the relationship with God on everybody else, right? Can I tell you, this takes away the certainty of who God is. This takes away the certainty of who God is in our own lives when we do this. This is what it does. It takes and it takes away the ability for God to search our hearts and to transform him in his image. He never created us to be in a legalistic relationship with him. He created us to be in a relationship with him led by the Holy Spirit. Our focus has to be on the Holy Spirit. If we are not focused on the Holy Spirit, we will not be certain. We will not rejoice. We will not be transformed. See, you got to connect the dots. We read the script. We read the scripture like this. Boom, boom, boom. When it was actually written backwards. When it was actually written backwards, when it was written in Hebrew and Greek, it was written backwards. It was written different. That's why you got to go back and understand. That's why you got to go back and get it. That's why you got to go back and get it. But legalism, because somebody taught you to read it all in one chapter, in one verse, in one way. You Romans 5 today, Romans 6 today. When God is saying, no, read Romans 5 today, and then let's jump over here to Hebrews, and then let's go back over here to Psalms, and then let's go over here to Psalms 51 and 17. And when we do this, then I'm going to connect the dots so that you understand who you are spiritually, so that you understand how you're transformed in my image, so that you understand what I've said about you, so that you will begin to have a relationship with me, because the relationship is built through my word but it's not a it's, it's not in a legalism trap it's not in a legalistic trap it's not based on things that have been said that's why i said that's why i didn't say that's why the holy spirit said you have, you've got to get your focus off of everybody else you've got to get your focus off the systems we'll get lost in the systems right we won't position ourselves for god to begin to transform us in our image come on now it will tracy it'll have you doubting the word of god it'll have you doubting the holy spirit you'll be that's why i don't know if i can hear god i don't know if i can hear 
Spirit's voice. I don't know what the Holy Spirit said. The reason, the reason I don't know what the Holy Spirit said or I don't know what God said is because I'm not being transformed in the image of God. I'm being transformed in a legalistic system. And I'm reading the word of God this way because somebody told me to read it this way. And I'm flowing this way because somebody told me. And because I'm comfortable in the way that I flow, I won't let the Holy Spirit check me and pull me into anything else. And I'll question anytime a phenom, something phenomenal, a phenomenal, a phenom from God, a change agent, a standard bearer hits the scene, then everybody that's legalistic or anytime I haven't been taught anything else, I'm going to, I'm going to beat that person up. I'm going to try to challenge what that person said and not ever ask the Holy Spirit, is this from God? Because the phenom does not look like everything else that has been taught because the phenom is being led by the spirit of God because the phenom has positioned themselves to be, to hear from God and say, and, and because the phenom, the phenomenal person, the standard bearer, the change agent is in a position to hear the voice of God. And because they're in a position to hear the voice of God and not in legalism, right? And they're clear and they bring a word from God. We'll quench it. We'll curse it because it doesn't, it, it doesn't, it's not in our legalistic system, right? Legalism is attractive. Can I be, can I show you something? And we're going to get out of here. Legalism is attractive. God never, ever, ever meant for Israel to have kings. He never meant for Israel to have kings. The reason that they got a ruler, the reason that they got a king, the reason that they got a king was because they didn't know how to be led by the Holy Spirit. They didn't know how to let the Lord. They didn't know. They, they had a person in place that the Lord was divinely speaking to. They didn't know how to let the Lord lead them through that person. He had, they had a prophet. They had a deliverer. Moses was their deliverer. They had a deliverer in place. They didn't know how to respond to the deliverer in place because it went through the legalistic norm of what they said. My God, it went against that, right? And so it didn't open up a door. Legalism is attractive to us because that's how the enemy wants it. He wants you to think you need to be ruled over by systems. That's, that's what he wants instead of falling into a relationship with God. Psalms 139 and 23 and 24 says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxious thoughts and see if there be any hurtful way in me. When I am not legalistic, I am always open to God searching my heart, letting me see myself so that I can get out of my own way and get into the rhythm of God. And get into the rhythm, like get into the rhythm of who God said. Psalms 51 and 17, the sacrifices of the Lord are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. When my heart is broken and contrite, my mouth moves less and I begin to understand the flow of who and what God is. Like who and what God is. Legalism violates a thousand a thousand principles when it comes to your righteousness. Legalism will make you think you have to earn God's favor. Legalism will make you think, if I, I got to do this, I got to do this, I got to do this. So then when the standard does not add up, when the measurement does not add up, I won't push into the presence of God. I will not push into the relationship with God. I will not seek God's face because I feel like I failed God because of, because of, of, 
how I disappointed man, right? How I disappointed man or how I disappointed myself. And when I disappoint myself or when I disappoint man, the reaction of man, I displaced that and put that on the reaction of God. And that's not the reaction of God. That's, that's, not a, that's not the reaction of God. That's not who God is. That is not what God said. And God is coming back saying, no, I'm saying to you, you've already been justified. I'm saying to you, you already have access. I'm saying to you, you are free. I'm, I'm saying to you, you've been delivered. I'm saying to you, you have my grace, which is unmerited. You will never begin to un earn my grace. I'm saying to you, my grace is given to you through Jesus Christ. I'm saying to you that you're worthy even when you feel unworthy. I'm saying to you, you should be expected expect to be blessed. I'm saying to you, you should expect to be provided for. I'm saying to you, this is what I'm saying to you. Forget what the world says to you. Forget your credit score. When I got a whole, when I got all the riches and glory, forget your credit score. When I get a cattle on a thousand hills, forget your degrees. When I can speak into the, the Holy Spirit, who is the advocate, can go speak into the ears of someone and tell them to promote you. Forget all that. Forget, like, forget, 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 forget. I can do things for you that don't make sense because of your favor. And, and, and at the end of the day, no matter what man says with you, I'm telling you that you're going to come rest with me in glory. I'm under grace. I'm not under the law. And I'll never, ever, 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 ever be able to understand the peace that I have with God or how I stand in God's grace. Or how I stand in God's grace even when I don't understand it. Or how somebody else can stand in God's grace even when I don't understand it. Because I'm still trying to make 12 plus 5 equals 17 when God said it's 20. And I have access to God. And I don't have to go through nobody else to get access to God. And then I can rejoice in the fact that God is still God. God is still on the throne. God is going to do absolutely everything he said. And I can boast in that. And I can rest in that. And that is the promise that I rest in and nothing else. I'm not going to rest in nothing else. I'm not going to I'm not going to I'm not going to rest in the fact that I did this 30 times and I was here 30 times. I'm not going to that's not what I'm resting in. That's that's not what I'm resting in. And I'm going to become more sensitive to the Holy Spirit because that's where it is. My obedience that's it. I need proper interpretation of the scripture. I need, I need to learn how to be obedient to God, which comes through relationship. I'm just being honest. I need to learn that that's where it is. I need proper interpretation of the scripture. I need to become obedient to God, which comes from my proper interpretation of the scripture, right? I need to learn to be obedient to the Holy Spirit. I need to love people because that's what God says. That's the gospel message. That's the truth I rest in. That's it. That that's that's it. Anything else I have to watch for because it's probably been fashioned by man. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Chew on that. I don't even know. Chew on that. That's it. Anything else? That's it. I got that's it. I that that's how I understand my righteousness. That's how I understand. That way I'm able to receive this word here. And say, oh my God, I'm to rejoice in you no matter what. My certainty is to be in you no matter what. 
I'm convicted by the fact that you are still God. Yes, Star Brown, a relentless faith, faith, one that is not moved by man, one that is not moved by systems, one that says, God, you're bigger than any system that I created or lived in. And so my relationship with you is not legalistic. And I'm not going to boast in all of these other things. And I'm not going to go around bragging on myself. I'm not going to count on these things that look tangible. I'm going to have my hope and certainty that's in you. Why? Because I'm justified by faith. Because I'm justified by faith. I'm justified by faith, by faith, by faith, by faith, by faith. If I am not justified by, by grace through faith, then guess what? I don't have any peace in God because God said without faith, it's impossible to please me. If I'm not justified by faith, then I have no peace with God because he said by faith it's impossible. By faith it's impossible. Without faith, you cannot please me. Without faith, without faith. If you're looking for certainty, if you're looking for an evidence-based relationship based on this, 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 and it's outside the word of God and it's not with the Holy Spirit, then you're not at peace with me. You're, you and I are at odds with each other because the only way that you're going to be able to walk in the fullness of who and what I said about you and who I called you to be is by faith. It's, it's, it's by faith. It's by faith. That's it. That's that. It's it's it. I have to access this by faith. It's not on legalism. It's not on point systems. It's not. It's not on point. It's not on anything that man can see or say. And the only way that I'm able to receive this is that I am transformed in your image and that I begin to understand what you said about me, Lord, and that I begin to form and become and do relationship based on you and not on anybody. I'm not going to become better because I want to be a better husband to my wife. I'm going to become better because I want to be better for kingdom. That's what I'm going to do because I want to be better for kingdom. I'm going to become a better mother because I want to be better for kingdom. I'm going to fashion myself after you. I'm not going to make all these changes and all these significant things, right? If I change my hair every time, right? I remember a friend of mine kept bleaching her hair and then one day she came in and her hair was green and it was dry and it was messed up and it was ruined. Right. And I said, what happened? And she said, because I kept trying to change my hair color to please someone else. To please someone else. And it damaged every time we try to fashion ourselves into the image of someone else or what someone else we become damaged. And the reason is, is because our certainty and our hope is not in God. Our certainty and hope is in someone else. And God said, I am transforming you and I am fashioning you in my image and nothing else, nothing else. I want your certainty in me. I want your trust in me. I need you to be justified. I need you to understand who, and you're not, this is not going to make sense. This is not going to make sense. This is not going to make sense. And, and you might be sick and you might be hurt. And it's just like Paul. God is saying you today. And even in your worst situation, when it don't add up, my grace is sufficient. And if you will rely on my grace, then I'm going to be strong when you're weak. When you get out of my way, I'm going to become strong. I'm going to give you a different strength that you've never imagined. I'm going to give you the grace you need to carry. I'm going to give you the grace you need. I'm going to give you the wisdom you need. I'm going to give you the knowledge you need. I'm going to give you the understanding. Even if this thing never moves, even if you walk with a limp all your life, Jacob, you, will now, you are now Israel. Even if you walk with a limp all your life, Jacob, you are now Israel. 
You're now Israel. Why? Because I changed your name. Because I changed your name. I fashioned you. I positioned you. I did what I said I would do. And my grace is sufficient for you in this season. I love y'all. I love you. Whew. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Can we just say thank you, Holy Spirit? Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for the wisdom. Thank you for the knowledge. Sometimes you got to go back. You don't have to go back and chew on this. That was a lot today. You got to go back and chew on this. That, that was a lot he downloaded. That was a lot he dumped on us today. That was a lot. That was a lot. You're going to have to come back and chew on this. Not legalism. Trans, yes, transform. Renewing them. As I say, he said, you got to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Well, how do you renew your mind in the word of God? And the word is God, the word of God is going to tell you, you're going to have experiences with the Holy Spirit. That's what the word of God is going to show you. The word of God is going to show you miracles. The word of God is going to show you signs. The word of God is going to show you um, wonders. The word of God is going to speak to you in a way like you never before. If you just let the word of God be the word of God and let the Holy Spirit be the Holy Spirit. If you just let the word of God be the all of God and the Holy Spirit be the Holy Spirit, it will transform you and it will teach you how to have a relationship. And you don't have to be bound by chains when Jesus came to set you free. Jesus came to set you free. Jesus, See, that's why a lot of people argue. People, I don't believe in God. I don't believe in all this mythicism, right? Because they won't let the spirit lead them. They won't let the spirit speak to them. The spirit has been trying to comfort her and speak to us since we were a little bit. Like we just, we won't let the spirit speak, spirit speak, spirit speak to me, right? We need the spirit, the unction of the Holy Spirit to be free in our lives. And we haven't let the freedom of the Holy Spirit in our lives. We won't let the spirit run rampant because somebody told us this was mythicism. But there are so many, this is the, the facts is the facts. The base is the base. That's why the enemy can get in. That's why it makes us hard for us to come to Jesus. That's why we need the Holy Spirit to lead someone to Jesus, right? Because the Holy Spirit started dealing with my heart. And when he started dealing with my heart, he started saying, you need to change. And he's been doing some of the same thing to us. You need to change. And so we got to really let Jesus in. That's why I said, even if you thought you were saved, you might need to go back and say, you know what? I'm a sinner. I didn't understand how I was still sinning. Lord God, forgive me for my sins. I believe Jesus died for me. My God, I'm confessing you to be Lord and Savior. And then I'm going to be baptized. And then I'm going to be made over. And then I'm going to be discipled, right? Spirit, speak to me. My, my Speak to me without veil. Don't let me be led by myself because myself will get me in trouble. I love y'all. Can you do me a favor? Can you, can you, can you, I, I feel like I need, I'm opening up the doors of the church. I just did it. If you've never been saved, let, let me lead you to Jesus, my Jesus, because I can't, Jesus is the only one to save me. That's the first thing. The second, the, the, the second thing is because the wicked, the wicked will not prevail. It's promised in his word. The wicked will not prevail. God is, God is going to return to a church without a spot or wrinkle or a blemish. That's why we're going to continue to preach the word of God. That's why we're going to, my second thing, will you consider giving to this ministry? Will you consider becoming a partner with this ministry? Will you, so that we can continue to get the gospel of Jesus Christ everywhere. We want the gospel everywhere. We want to spread this word. We want it everywhere, every city, every state, every nation. Will you continue to share the devotional? I don't care what nobody understands. It don't matter if your friends don't get you in this phase. God is your best friend. Even if they don't get you, right? That's fine. They ain't got to understand me. Will you continue to share the word of God? Will you continue to partner and pray with us? 
Will you do that? Will you invite us in your home? Will you have other people invite? Will you do that for us and consider partnering with this ministry? Right? We can we partner. Let me pray. Father God, we thank you for your word today. I thank you for your people. I thank you, Holy Spirit. I thank you for partnerships. I thank you for 100% tithers and givers for kingdom. Bless the giving of your people today, oh Lord. Pour... My God, pour out a blessing they don't have room for, Lord God. I thank you for supplying all their needs according to the riches and glory. And for those that do not have to give, Lord God, you said you would give seed to the sower. So, Lord God, I beg of you, put seed in their hand. 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 Put seed in their hand so that they can do more for kingdom. Father God, teach them your word line upon line and precept upon precept. We thank you, Father God, for 100% tithers and givers today. We thank you, Father, that the kingdom is blown up. I thank you, Father God, that you are blessing the work of their hands. Bless the work their hands and everywhere their feet go, let them be blessed. I declare a blessing over you today that you are blessed. You are the head and not the tail. Yeah. You are above and not beneath. You are a lender and not a borrower. And if you receive this by faith, I promise you, I promise you the God we serve will do exceedingly abundantly above more than you can ask and think of. He will blow your mind. He is that kind of God. He will blow your mind. He will blow your mind in Jesus' name. Walk by faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. I'll see y'all in the morning. I love y'all so much. Let the Holy Ghost birth a revival in your house. Birth a revival in the kingdom today. Birth a revival throughout the world. Let the Holy Ghost birth a revival in your life today. My God, Lord, send a revival. We thank you, Father. We bless you, praise you, magnify you, and glorify you. In Jesus' name, amen. Peace. I love you. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.